Blog Talk Radio. Authority Radio with your host, Chaotic Katie, the voice, Paul Eubanks, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Lock and load, wrestling fans. It's time for war.
everyone, and happy 4th of July to you. My name is Statistic Sean David. I'd like to welcome each and every one of you live inside the ER for a very special edition of Wrestling Authority Radio. It is our 4th of July spectacular. Uh, you know, I don't know that we've ever broadcasted on the 4th of July before, but we're going to do it here tonight. Um, we're going to talk about some topics um, that have come up uh, that I have found today. And uh, we'll bring you all the news and rumors and innuendo. Um, our topic of the night um, is going to be, uh, if you are drawing less than 150 paid, what is the point? Um, we will also be talking to Paul Eubanks at some point about Central All-Star Wrestling Star Spangled Banner this Saturday in Rockwood, Tennessee with the Cowboy James Storm, uh, Kiera Hogan, Brian Christopher, and so much more. Our good friend Fantasy will also be there. She'll be taking on Kiera Hogan. Uh, that'll be a hell of a match. I wish I was down in the Tennessee area, because I'd love to be there to see that, but I'm sure there'll be video footage that somebody will send me. They're kind enough, because um, I definitely want to see that. Um, I want to give everybody a reminder that we will be broadcasting uh, fully next week. Um, Tuesday Night Turmoil returns next Tuesday, and we'll be right back here next Wednesday night for Wrestling Authority Radio again. Uh, the following week, July 18th, it is the ladies' night here on Wrestling Authority Radio. It is going to be a, another glow night. We will be joined by several of the original ladies of the original glow as we uh, get ready, or, well, we I should say we already are ready for the new glow season on Netflix. So we'll be talking to them about that. Um, see, you need to mark your calendars now because the second and third are going to be the nights that we celebrate our anniversary. And it's going to be, uh, Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time on October 2nd and our regular scheduled 8 p.m. start time on October 3rd. Um, we are working vigorously on some big guests for that, so um, you'll want to mark your calendars. You're not going to want to miss either one of those nights. Um, if you can help it, we'll, we will be taking callers, and I do want to come to that. Um, everybody knows that there was a show that we did a couple weeks ago on a Sunday where a couple people called in and decided that they wanted to mess with the show. Now, I'm not saying that it's ruined it for everybody, but I believe we're going back to the uh, password phase. Um, and I don't want Mr. Eastman or his cronies thinking that they've won here. They haven't won. Okay, this podcast is still going to continue on the same way Rampage Rants will continue on. And if they don't like that, they can suck a horse's dick because um, there's nothing they can do about it to change it uh, if you'll give me a second I gotta mute this 
not working in my studio tonight as my uh, air is getting fixed in the morning. So um, I'm in a room that's got a little window unit in it so I can stay cool working off somebody else's computer here tonight. Um, Chaotic Katie will be joining us uh, very, very soon. Um, What else can I talk about? Uh, We had a very interesting Rampage rant last night. Um, It only lasted for a little over an hour, so um, I know a lot of ours go over two hours, and it will go back to that way when Steve Kane uh, returns uh, fully. Uh, He will be returning for Rampage rant on the 17th, and then we'll be back on the 18th. He'll be taking a couple more weeks off for his other eye to get corrected, and then he will be back with us permanently. Hopefully, at least I'm hoping for this, by the 1st of August. It just depends on how well he heals. If not the 1st of August, definitely the 8th of August, he'll be back rolling with us. And we're going to have some great stuff coming your way. Um, I have been in contact with several stars of the business and they're all wanting to come and be a part of this show, so we're scheduling dates and getting everything lined up for anniversary and getting you, the listeners, the best interviews that we possibly can get. Um, and we don't do this without your support. I'd like to thank the 250 to 300 that uh, regularly listen in throughout all of the ways that you can listen in. And that number is increasing every week, so we're happy about that. Um, and we we also have people listening from all over the world. Uh, we have also had some of the greatest guests that professional wrestling has ever provided on this program. Um, from Crazy Mary Dobson, who is now Sarah Logan, to uh, Rich Swan, before Rich Swan was ever famous. Um, you know... Alex Baker, when he was out of surgery and a lot of people didn't know how he was going to recover, so he called in and told us and the fans that he still cared about us, which was great. Um, We talked to several, several, several dozen wrestlers on this program, and that's not going to stop anytime soon. The only thing is is I've been a little uh, busy And we couldn't really get something more concrete lined up for tonight. Paul Eubanks will be calling in. And if you're a promoter and you're listening to the sound of my voice and you would like to call in, you can call in. Um, And you can definitely be a part of this program. Uh, The call-in number is at the top of your page. Uh, it is 213-943-3719. If you've got a show coming up or event coming up that you want to promote or um, talk about, come on on, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Um, I want to talk about an event that's going on this Saturday in Springfield, Illinois, at the fairgrounds. It's Wrestling for a Cure, benefiting St. Jude. These guys work their asses off all year long, making money. And then they put on this great event where everybody comes together and donates their time. 
and it's really going to be something special. So you definitely want to get down there and be a part of that. Um, I believe if you can't go, you can make a donation if you would like to. So um, everybody do that if you can. And um, with that being said, like I said, I'd like to welcome everybody live inside the ER. It is Wrestling Authority Radio live here on the Evolution Radio Network. And um, with that being said, we're going to go into some breaking news right now. time for some breaking news and it is being announced at this time from our good source who may still be out but is not uh, completely out because he was able to feed me this it is uh, apparent now that uh, Taylor Hendricks has apparently been released from Ring of Honor According to the story, Jay Lethal tried to get her in bed, claiming it would advance her career. She refused, went to ROH management, and was let go. It is on her Instagram. Um, It is some pretty huge allegations, uh, as there have not been a lot of allegations uh, before that. Um. At least for that company, anyway. There's been tons of other stuff for other companies. And the thing about it is this. uh, If this is true, uh, this makes me look at that individual a hell of a lot differently. And uh, this is what we've talked about with a lot of the girls we have on. You know, are there their promoters or guys out there that will say, Hey, honey, I can get you in the sack and I can get you get you more money and get you further in your career promoters or workers they both do it um it's sad but it happens and we've heard about it happening a lot on this program uh i gotta check my messages give me one second folks All right, Um, so that's some big news. I feel bad for Taylor Hendricks if it is indeed true. Um, It's one of those things. It's like the Elgin situation all over again. There's going to be more to this story, and more and more is going to come out about it. So uh, hopefully she's prepared for that. Um, okay. We want to wish our well wishes to Crusher Kanoff, who is dealing with some serious back issues at this time. Um, he'd be with us here tonight if, uh, he felt better. So, 
Um, we will see what happens with that. Um, not going to get into that. Um, huh. There is a lot of talent that has come back to 205 Live and that his name is Noam Dar. So if you didn't see uh, that last night. And uh, we will see about that, you know, what what more that entails. Um, because 205 Live is a great product. Um, they're not giving them the main roster shine anymore that I think they should be, but, um, you know, there's still quite a big fan base out there for 205 Live. You have other things out there that are going to be coming about again. Uh, I believe there's going to be another Mae Young Classic. And uh, there was talk about them wanting to do a tag team tournament at some point, too. Um, I don't know if they still want to do that or not, but I think it would be interesting uh, with the number of great tag teams that are out on the independents. Um, I think they could really create something special out of that. Um, we talked last night about who was at the Performance Center. Robbie, bro, bro. Bro, and a guy that works for me, Rashi Brown, actually said that this guy just stood on the apron and wouldn't do anything. So um, if that's true, if he's getting paid by promoters to do that, those promoters that are paying him to do that are idiots because I wouldn't pay him to do that. If you're like, I'm paying you how much to stand there and look pretty? Oh, no, that's not the way this works. Uh, Gosh. All right. I am going to play something to lead into what I'm going to talk about next. And I don't know if he's got another clip out there. Um, about it. But I do know that this is out about it. Hold on. Oh, how did that get deleted? <sighs> Somebody deleted some of the stuff I had on here. All right, well, um, Kevin Sullivan is going to be in East Crandallette, Illinois with Herb Simmons and SICW on July 21st. I am going to try to make the trip. Uh, I desperately want to meet Kevin Sullivan. Um, He had a clip that we had played, and I don't know what happened to it. Evidently, the the board's eating itself again. Um, 
where he had talked about Braun Strowman getting thrown in the garbage truck when they did that. Uh, that was quite a while ago, but still. Let's take our biggest guy and throw him into a garbage truck and dispose of him. I'll let him be crushed by the garbage truck. I mean, come on, people. And then the the whole counseling bit this last week on Raw. Come on. Like, I, I, I just don't understand why wrestling has to be so drama-driven. Oh, my God, it's all about the drama, and everybody wants to be WWE. I choose not to be WWE. I choose not to like, while I watch WWE, and there's things about it that I do like, uh, there's a lot of things that I don't. And there's things, I think it's a lot of talk and not a lot of action, and I think there should be more emphasis on the action, because if there was, uh, people would be drawn to it more. You know, everybody, anybody can say, I'm going to whoop your ass, get in the ring and prove it. And they tend to, you know, want to over exaggerate things and make things more difficult than what they have to be. I mean, my God, it's supposed to be Bailey versus Sasha and we're getting them in a counseling session. There's there's something wrong with that situation. Um, uh, we're going to play some corny clips if I can find one. Oh, lovely. That's all I've got. Uh, well, we will play that. No. Why are all my clips gone? I'll be right back, folks. Hey. Well, we have with us now J.D. Brown, who just had a very successful event in Virginia this past weekend. And she did have one issue that I, I want to bring up. Evidently, there are people that think it's okay to wrestle in states that are licensed without wrestler's license. And I didn't think that we, we would have to go down this path, that it would be common sense. But if you don't have a wrestler's license in a state that you need a wrestler's license to wrestle in, guess what? You're not wrestling. Yeah. It's it's as simple uh, as know, that. Yeah. I mean, this goes for your state in Virginia. This goes for Missouri, which is a licensed state. I believe Tennessee might be a licensed state. I know damn well Kentucky is a licensed state because they ran Ian Rotten out of there. Um, there are quite a few number of states that are still regulated. And if you don't have your shit in order, they're going to come in and shut it down. Uh, Iowa is one of those states. That's why a lot of people don't run the state of Iowa anymore. And if you do, you have to have a bond with the state. It's like a $5,000 bond with the state that you have to have in order to run Iowa. It's insane. Used to run shows over there all the time, and then it all changed. And it was like, nope, staying out of Iowa. Because if I don't... 
it, it costs too much money sometimes to run with all those licenses and things. I mean, I have I got friends that promote in Missouri, and they're telling me the price of things down there as as promoters and workers and all of this and their rules and regulations, and some of it's crazy. Some of it is absolutely asinine. Uh, I, I believe in Iowa. Oh, I think one of the rules in Iowa was that you couldn't. I don't think you could have women's wrestling at all, and I think that that was crap. Because I was like, well, I'm going to have women's wrestling, and if they, if they don't like it, that's tough shit. Because I've got girls that are coming in, and now that's changed. They've reversed that decision since then, but. You can't have a card without girls. Wow. Wow. I, I know, mean, I know in West Virginia, go I ahead. In West Virginia, I know in West Virginia, you don't have a have a promoter license or or wrestling license. And what yeah. I was like, I said, if the coast places don't have, you don't have to have a promoter license or or wrestling. I said, I said, I said, I said, I said damn, well, which Virginia had it like that. I mean, it's just crazy. They had to pay well, rations, uh, rations, vet fees, and everything. Well, and not only that, but it used to be back here in Illinois, you had to pay them taxes. On every event, you had to pay taxes. And that, yeah. depending on how many people you get, can come up to a couple hundred bucks. And yeah. who's got the money for that? I mean, my God, yeah. they want to nickel and dime it to death, some of these uh, state commissions do. And they don't understand yeah. that a, the promoters are working with a lot of the promoters, unless they're rolling around in money, are working on a shoestring budget, and we're not making a shit ton of money doing this. Uh, we're doing this because we care and we want to give people an escape for a couple hours and come be entertained. Um, yeah. But I I think that Illinois messed up in getting rid of the commission as a whole. I think the whole thing needed to be restructured. I say that still to this day. Now, whether that means I would ever get a promoter's license again or not, I don't care. At least wrestling would be regulated in Illinois to the point where a lot of these feds would go away or turn into outlaw feds that would get big-ass fines and never be able to run again. Um, yeah. It's, but you're always going to have the outlaws out there that want to do this <clears throat> like we have outlaws in Illinois now. There is a town in Illinois, and the town is not even very big, and there are three promotions that run in that town. Three. And I think the town maybe has 1,500 people in it, if that. I mean, yeah. you don't, number one, the venue that a lot of these shows is taking place in, I don't believe is zoned properly to hold a wrestling show. Uh, that's, uh, that's number one, but number two, you know, if it's, if it's not zoned properly, then it's on whoever is letting them do the show in their ass. I don't care who it is. Um, because 
it it doesn't look good. And there there's a backyard fed and there's two wannabe feds that are running in this town. And two of them share a building and it's like, okay, what happens when somebody gets hurt at that building? Because you don't have – I sure as hell know if you're getting into that building, which can maybe, maybe seat 60 people, if you're running in some place like that, you don't have insurance. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's Something nasty is going to happen, and it's going to be on them. And this is why – there there needs to be more regulation and promoters need to sh- close the doors instead of opening them to everybody because there are way too many people out there that want to be wrestlers and want to be promoters and not everybody was meant to be a wrestler and not everybody was meant to be a promoter. Just because you can get a ring and hire some wrestlers does not make you a promoter. It doesn't make you a booker. I mean, it's that's that's the way it is. You can't book a show just because you know six dozen wrest uh, a dozen wrestlers. It does not work like that. Why do you why do you think I bitch so much? Okay, I have been there. I have lost money. I have gained money on shows. I have been a part of shows that have drawn more people than I I think the venue ever planned for. Um, you know, I have been at shows. I was on one show that drew, was an outside show that drew three people. Three. Wow. You tell me. You tell me how the hell you get through that without being depressed. You're like, man, if you if we can't entertain three people, we're doing something wrong. If you can't keep those three people entertained, let alone three hundred, you need to get out of the business. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, I mean, that's one of those things. Everybody thinks that, oh, I'm drawing 75 people. I'm doing good. Okay, go out to a venue and let's see you try to draw 400. If you can draw over 300, you're doing damn good because 300 is the magic number. At 300 yep. paid people at $10 a pop, you are making money. As long as you keep your expenditures low. Promoters like myself and JB don't have the luxury of owning our own ring. We rent a ring. There are a lot of other promotions out there that do that, but there are also promotions out there that have had the luxury of having the $6,000 around to go and buy a ring. Uh, They're not cheap. I'd love to have one myself. I'm sure JB would love to have one. It'd be one less expense. But they're expensive. It's a big piece of equipment, and it's a big purchase. And... A lot of promoters don't – I know for me, I didn't ever buy a ring because I'm like, you know, that puts me $6,000 in the hole right away. Yes, the ring will pay for itself in doing ring rentals and doing events myself, but that's a big expense right away. Like, how do you how do you buy a ring and then turn around and buy a sh- and, and do a show if you don't have, like, ten dollars to $15,000? You just don't. Yeah. And there's not a lot of promoters out there that are working with that kind of money. If you are and you want to be a promoter, uh, I'll take some of your money. Yeah, me too. And, uh, and, there, and then there's a lot of money marks out there. A money mark is somebody that doesn't have the first clue about the wrestling business but is willing to fund it. 
and yeah. some of them think because they spend money with a promoter that they get say, and it doesn't work like that because if they don't know the first thing about what they're doing, they can't book a card, they can't go out and sell your sponsors, they can't go out and and do anything more than what you would expect somebody off your street team to do. Because that's all they're going to do. If this guy is giving you money, you don't expect the world from him. The other thing that I'm beginning to learn is there are certain promotions out there that are making people drive long distances without paydays. I don't go for that shit. Okay? I don't travel 20 minutes for less than a $30 payday, let alone driving two hours for no payday. It doesn't... And the other thing that I'm mad about is people can say what they want about the way that I promoted, but at least when I did a benefit, there were very few people that worked free. And if they worked free, they were willing to work free. Usually, everybody that worked one of my benefits got some kind of pay. It wasn't full price. It was reduced rates. And I believe that that's the way a benefit should go because nobody should have to lose money coming from out of town or out of state to be on your benefit. It doesn't work like that. I don't care if they believe in the cause. They should not be taking money out of their pocket to be on your show. It does And if you're doing that, if you're a wrestler out there that's doing that, that's on you because I'd be getting a payday. It's not about the money, okay? Understand that. It's not about the money because you're not going to make a hell of a lot of money in the wrestling business. But you have to cover your expenses. It costs to eat on the road. It costs to put gas in the vehicle you're traveling in. It costs to get beverages or something to munch on at the venue. I mean – these are expenditures that you have to take into consideration. Not only getting, you know, if you're not getting $25 for your time, you're doing it wrong. And then yeah. getting all your expenses covered on top of that. You should be at bare minimum making $20 for yourself for your time. And if you're not doing yeah. that, then you don't have your pay structure worked out right. Yeah. Because yeah. I, had, I had two guys that that wrestled for me, drove four hours. I said, well, listen, guys, so y'all get in a motel, y'all can stay with me, you know, and stay with me. And like I say, they did. They did, because like I said, like I said, I had an extra two rooms. And like I say, you know, and y'all got, and I, and I tell guys, they figure out in my own way, I would tell them straight up, you're more welcome to stay with me. I got a, I got an extra room for y'all to stay. So if y'all want to stay, you're more welcome. I had two guys that wrestled for me, stayed at my house, and I told them, you're more than welcome, because I was planning on getting a motel. I said, no. You know, I said, well, y'all can stay with me, but, you know, I can't. I, I'll be straight up with my guys. I told them, I would tell them straight up, you know, you're more than welcome to come and stay at my house. And I said, you know, I tell them, what can I pay? Pay them. And I said, I can't pay you a whole lot. I mean, if I'm being straight up with them and being honest with them, they usually do it. So if they tell me a if they tell me a price, if I if I can say say yeah I can, because it's kind of hard for me is is this is this me written a ring and then they're paying I'm not complaining I'm like that, 
but it's kind of hard that if, if I'm written a ring and they want a certain amount for that ring, then I got to step and pay the wrestlers. I mean, if I had my own ring, then I would pay them, you know, a certain amount. But I told I right. her, I could pay you much. And if you be honest with them and be straight with them, they don't have a problem working with you. No, and they, right, they, they don't. But you know what? The the one person that's not going to work with you a lot of the times is that guy that's renting you that ring. That's a firm price. Uh, yeah. Out here, it's three to four hundred to yeah. five hundred bucks, depending on who you get it from. Uh, yeah. Usually four to five hundred, because yeah. you want a good ring. You don't want a ring that is known for having problems. You want to make sure it's going to stand up, and there's no ropes are going to break, and none of that. And, None of the boards are going to break and none of that. And uh, if you can't do that with the ring that you're getting as a promoter, if you're putting promote, if you're asking people to work in an unsafe ring as a promoter, you deserve to be shot in the foot and see how that pain feels. Because I have seen wrestlers, I have seen promoters that make these guys go out there and do some insane shit in a ring. Okay, there was a guy here in Illinois, JB, that had bubble wrap for his padding on his ring. And I'm sitting there going, why did anybody work? Like, that was my first question. Why was anybody willing to work in the ring in that kind of condition? I don't care if the man was offering me 50 bucks. I'm not getting in there and breaking my neck for you or the 30 people that are in your crowd. Not doing it. Uh, if 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 me if 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 I if I feel that the ring is not safe, I don't care. I'm not paying you. And then and, and me me personally, I care about my guys, and I tell them straight up, be safe and and stuff like that. But if I feel not 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 in shape or form, and it's not right, then guess what? I'm not gonna pay you. Well, and that's that's just it. There was this promoter (laughs) that was a friend of mine. He rented a ring, and the ropes weren't even tightened. Like, none of the ropes were tight. I said, what the hell is this happy horse shit? Well, we couldn't get the ropes tight. Then you don't run the show. Well, the show had to go on. No! Somebody could have gotten seriously hurt, because nobody understands those ropes are there for more than one thing. They're there for more than guys to bounce off of. Those ropes hold that ring in line, in a perfect square, and hold all the boards in the place that they're supposed to be so nobody gets hurt. Yeah, because I, I, I do, I check the ring, check the ropes, and it's loose. I tell them right now, make them tighter. Well, they always said, I said, I don't give a damn, make them pay. Yeah, that's just, that's just me. Check because, I mean, yes, I do got insurance, but I'm not going to have my guys getting hurt. But guess what? If you guys get hurt, if I tell you to tighten up the ropes, that's what I want. If you, if you don't want to do that, guess what? You're not going to get paid. Let me tell if you, you something, J.D. Whatever. The first company, the first the first company I ever started with, their ropes was uh, were as tight as the turnbuckles would allow, 
And I'm talking if they got some strong guy that could crank those sons of bitches all the way down, that's how tight the ropes were that night. That ring was a perfect fucking square every time. There was nothing wrong with that ring. The only thing wrong with that ring was it was a ring that was meant to be set up somewhere and left. It was not a ring that was meant to be set up and torn down every night because it was a monster of a ring. It was made out of cast iron metal. And you talk about heavy, heavy duty. Ain't nobody going through it. (coughs) Excuse me. That's the way it was. I don't know whatever happened to that ring. The last guy that I knew had it passed away, and I don't know whatever happened to it after he passed away. So uh, that ring had a lot of history in it. That's a ring that CM Punk wrestled in, Bam Bam Bigelow, Chris Candido. The list goes on. Uh, but it's it's probably been melted down somewhere by now, which is sad. Yeah. Um, it's just like another ring I got one of my friends. We paid $1,500 for it because I got it off of one of my friends, and he needed to get rid of it to go to Texas. And I said, I'll give you 1500 bucks for it. That's my best and final offer because I'm going to have to put some work into it. And I bought it, and we used it and put some work into it, and uh, the promoter lost the damn ring. I like, he came home, and he's like, oh, the ring was stolen. You don't notice that a fucking $1,500 piece of equipment is gone? Like, uh, I, I lost my damn mind, JB. I lost my damn mind. I said, I just got you this ring. It's not brand new. It's not a high spots ring, but it's a ring that works. It's a solid ring. It was a 16 by 16, where he was renting a 14 by 14 on most of his shows. It was a regulation size ring. I said, keep this ring. Do what you can with it. If you're getting into bars, then use the 14 by 14 ring. Because the 14 by 14 ring was the low boy. Not every venue could accommodate a 16 by 16 ring. So you do what you can. Um, There are 14 by 14 and 12 by 12 rings out there. Uh, The smallest ring I ever worked in was a 10 by, uh, no, an 8 by 8. Wow. I don't don't even know. It was at some bar, and I got there, and I'm like, okay, two feet across the ring, no one foot. I'm done. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they make rings that small, but typically it needs to be a 16 by 16 at the low end and then an 18 by 18 at the high end. Because if you're going over 18 feet, everybody's going to get lost. WWE's ring is a 20 by 20, but that doesn't mean that you're going to get a venue that will accommodate a 20 by 20 without cutting into your seating. And the moment you're cutting into your seating, your ring's too big. Yeah. That's why I like the 16 by 16 over the 18 by 18, because the 16 by 16 you get an extra couple rows of chairs. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's yeah. just the way it is. I mean, yeah. I I think smarter, not harder. Would I would I take an 18 by 18 ring? Of course I would. I'd use them, but I like the 16 by 16. That's my personal preference. It's big enough for the guys to work in. There's plenty of room in it. It's big enough for a tag match. You can even do a six-man in it. When you go any bigger than that, I've done a battle royal in a 16 by 16 numerous times, and it's you know it works. An 18 by 18 is the ideal size, but 
not all your venues accommodate it. And there can also be a price difference. I'm looking to save money. If it's a bigger show, I'll spend that extra money for the 18 by 18. But if it's a regular old show, then I'll go with the 16 by 16 and save myself 100 or 150 bucks. It's just the way it yeah. goes. Yeah. I mean, would I run any smaller than that? Probably not. Have I been on shows with smaller rings than that? Yeah. But, again, those were bar shows, and they knew what they were from the get-go. And if that's what people want to get and use, then that's on them. It looks backyardish yeah. to me. I don't like the looks of anything smaller than a 16. And that's just my personal preference. Um, you know, I am tired of people that have rings that look like they were hit by a tornado um, and have stood the test of time and nobody wants to put money into fixing them. So they're still pieces they've they turned into shit. And I was at a show not long ago where the bottom cable snapped and then one of the ropes completely snapped during the show. I'm like, come on now. Like, if you've got that happening, you've got some serious problems with your rig. Because a rope should never snap. It's be- no. It, if it's a cable rope, it will never snap. It'll fall apart. I've seen that happen, but it won't snap. That's yeah. why I don't like those polyurethane ropes that are out there that everybody is turned to because they're the WWE-style ropes. I don't like them. I like, give me the old WCW cable ropes because that's what I like. Yeah. 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 I mean, somebody, somebody, somebody could get hurt off those polyurethane ropes real quick. I've seen those fall apart time and time again. The longevity of those is not as long as the cable ropes, which is a problem. So, you know, but everybody's like, oh, the WWE ropes are so much cooler. And then there are some people that are like, well, ropes are ropes. I'm like, no. The cable ropes get tighter. They stay where they're supposed to. Where you, If you've got a guy doing high spots, they're not wiggling all over the place. So I think about wrestler safety. The safety is important. I don't ask these guys yeah. to come here and almost kill themselves because I don't care about them. I mean, I don't think any promoter does that. And if you do, then you're not in it for the right reasons. Yeah. And I I, I always tell tell my guys to be careful. You know, know, and and, and accident will happen, so you can't stop that. Well, accident is not going to happen. Accident do happen because I had a guy that um, when I first started, um, well, it actually was, uh, I really don't want to say his name, but, uh, but, uh, he, um, kind of clotheslined them and I guess he fell the wrong way and dislocated his shoulder. Ouch. And, and so, and I, but this Roger, he, he was like a badass, you know, and I told them to be careful not to get hurt, but I know accidents will happen. If you step and do that on purpose, then 
then, and I think he did it, did it kind of on purpose, and I realized that later on he kind of did it. So then, um, now, you know, when my father passed away last year when I had a show, I said, you know, at that time, I didn't care what happened or nothing like that because, and I couldn't leave because I had a show there and my father passed away and then um, something he did and ran off the mouth. So I just told him that, you know, you want to talk trash, you know, on me and, you know, and you knew that my father passed away. And I was, and at, that, at that point, I didn't care. I just want to hear everything to hurry up and be over with. And I paid the guys and everything. But at that time and at that moment, I didn't care. You know, at that point, I didn't care. You know, I was focused on my, you know, nephews and nieces and stuff like that. Because my father, you know, that's that's a bad thing when you get a call and people blowing up your phone and said that, you know, you lost a loved one and stuff like that. So at that moment, I was not into the show at that time, but I came on Facebook and I apologized for my action, my action and people understand, well, your father just died, so you know, you know, everything, but this guy that, you know, this, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rest for you no more and, and blah, blah, blah and all that. Okay, that's fine. That's your problem. But you got to understand my point of view, but, you know, but this guy that he stepped in that I had last year, he um told about him I guess he was getting cocky or whatever and I guess for then somehow he just looked changed the show and I feel so bad. I couldn't leave the show and I got but he left after the show and I didn't pay him. He left and we had to go to the hospital. But the next uh next day that I seen him at the school, I give him to his money I paid him. When I stepped seeing him, because he had to left because he just celebrated his show, but you got some rappers that is cocky and don't fear, and I really did think he did it on purpose. You know, I really did, but that's my that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it, but I think he really did it. Well, this is how JB and I feel about that. I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, if you don't leave me alone, you're going to have to send me home. Because I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Now, you might not be able to. I had a guy that got. To, I had a guy that told a wrestler that he could do a move uh, last June for me, and he evidently couldn't do the move because one of my friends and a guy that I've worked with dislocated his shoulder trying to get the kid a Samoan drop. And I'm like, how the fuck do you mess up a Samoan drop? That is one of the easiest yeah. bumps to take. Like, yeah, oh, oh, my Lord, you messed that up. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I've that, seen I mean, kids. I, was, I, I had a yeah. kid. I had a kid that was my tag team champion, and it took somebody else pointing out to me that he was working from the wrong side. Yeah. 
I was yeah. like, oh, hell no. Like, because as a promoter, and you know this, JB, sometimes you get busy and you can overlook those small details real quick. Yeah. And it took somebody else pointing that out to me, and I had a long talk with him. I was like, the next time you work from the wrong side, I'm going to jack you as hard as I can in the face. Like, that's all there is to it. Hope you understand. Hope that I put the fear of God into you to not work on the wrong side because you're not only making yourself look bad, you're making me look bad. Because I'm the guy that said, come wrestle for me. And if you you can't work from the the side that you're supposed to work from, which I believe, uh, I get it confused because one is Mexican and the other is American. But um, if you're not from Mexico, you don't work the Mexican side. And I don't mean that in a racist way. I mean that in the the luchador way. They work a certain way. Yeah. Uh, Lockups are done a certain way. Any throw-offs are done with a certain arm. If you're in America, it's done opposite of that. And you can't. I mean, I am so sick and tired of seeing wrestlers that don't know a wrist watch from a wrist lock. I, I'm going to tell everybody a story. Um, I worked a show, a, couple, a series of shows, with Crazy Luke Graham. And he did something that at first I screamed and I bitched about. Because I didn't understand it. He sat there and held a hold. For 15 fucking minutes and saying row 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 your boat to the fans and I, I I went to the promoter I'm like he's wasting time he says no just sit back and watch and then it clicked he was bringing the fans down so the main event could bring the fans back up And nobody in this day and age understands how to do that. There are very few that do. You can't have five-star match, five-star match, five-star match, five-star match the whole way through the card. You have to have a five-star match come down to a a two-and-a-half, three-star match, and then go back to a five-star match for your main event and work your way back up. Because... It didn't make sense to me at first, but when I understood the psychology of him holding a hold for 15 minutes and interacting with that audience to bring them down, it made sense. Because then, then you have an audience hooked, and then you can do anything you want. If you can keep them entertained with you holding a hold for 15 minutes, You're a worker. You're not just one of these guys that's going out there and doing a whole bunch of moves. And there's the difference between a worker and then a guy that can go out there and do a lot of flashy maneuvers. I would take somebody like Crazy Luke Graham that will go out there and work a hold for 15 minutes and get that audience to watch and pay attention to him over somebody that can do flashy maneuvers any, any day. Because the thing that people don't realize is Luke's telling a story. All of those flashy maneuvers don't tell a story. Yeah. And you can have wrestling one of two ways. 
You can have wrestling the WWE style, which is all drama and no action. Or you can have all action and less drama. You're going to have some drama in there. You're going to have promos. You're going to have some drama. But it's not going to be the main focus. The main focus is going to be what goes on in between those ropes. And if people would do more of that and less of the drama, then they'd see their crowds go up. They'd see... I mean, if Vince were to just go back to the basics, go back to the basics, he would see such an influx in his uh, revenue. And I'm not saying that he's not making money. We're making money. That is as much money as they were making in the 90s, the later 90s, like 98, 99. Not as much money as they were making in the early 2000s. I mean, it, it's, it's a totally different game. Totally different game. They were drawing ratings yeah. of 6.0 then. They're drawing maybe a 3 now. There's audience out there. Nobody realizes how to attract it. Nobody can figure out the formula of, of attracting that other 3 million people back to wrestling and get them hooked on the product again. If that could happen... If Vince could get another 3 million people hooked on the product, even another million here in the United States, every end of promotion that knows what they're doing would see an influx of people coming through that door. And here's the other thing that people fail to realize. There are fans that are born every day. Every day there's new fans born. It's your job as a promoter to go out there and get those fans. Sometimes easier said than done, but it's what has to be done to survive. And that's why you have to use marketing and all the tools you can, advertising-wise, to get your message out there. Be it TV ads, be it radio ads, newspaper, banners, marquees, uh, flyers, stuff on Facebook. You know, whatever you can get, you've got to make sure that the word is out because Tommy dreamer said it best. You can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows where it is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had, I had, I had like flyers and I announced and everything. Tend to find out that certain, certain person was taking the flyers down and, and, and stuff like that. And it's just going. And then I had like Aaron, um, I asked Aaron uh, the from me to say, well, can you sponsor me? And I was talking. He's going to tell, and I've been dealing with him, uh, dealing with that Aaron and Wayne's world for years buying stuff and whatever. And he's going to tell me no, but he's going to sponsor this other promoter. But I was like, but you can sponsor him, the, uh, the, this promoter, but you can't, you can't sponsor me. I said, why? Uh, I don't have to tell you the reason why. I don't. I said, well, guess what? You, you know, I did, been dealing with y'all for years, and you're not gonna step in and to sponsor me. I said, well, you just lost the business, and I told a couple friends about it, and they set up and said is, you know, they bought some stuff from Aaron. They stepped and told them to come pick it up. You know, 
And this and this and one of my cousins like went off. I said you can support this other promoter that has shows every twice a year, twice a year, or, or I mean either once a year here in Waynesboro, but you can't come to support JV. And I have well, and that's like just it. That's when you that's yeah. when you go find another place. If if that was exactly. in, you go to Rhino Center and you go, hey, yeah, this is what happened. Not only if do I need an agreement treated, with you. Right? If you're not being treated right, right if McDonald's doesn't do it to you, to go for Burger King, you know, you mm-hmm. got to switch. Yeah. Well, you find a local place that does rentals because uh, you can do that. Good evening, Katie. Good evening. Not not here for long, but I'm here. So I was just asking, you know, just to do that, and then like, you know. I said to well, I guess I guess what? Okay, that's fine. You don't have to do nothing, but I said you you won't get my business no more. And I had fifty people is going that I recommended him to go there, but but you can't give me a reason why you can't sponsor me. I said that's all I want is just to ask why. I said okay, that's fine. And then about maybe two weeks later, they send me something a hundred percent off the fresh, and I called them and I sent it and I said. Do not send me nothing else to, you know, to buy something or get 100% off or whatever thing I have. Don't send me nothing in the mail. If you can't sponsor me, then don't send me, don't, don't send me nothing to get my, get my business back because you're not going right. to get it. Exactly. Right. If you're, not, right. if you're not doing the business I want, I'm going to go somewhere else where I'm treated properly. I want well, to have we're gonna it. Let- we're going to let Katie talk about something that's been resonating on her mind all day. I gave her a topic to rant Which on. Part? Oh, shit. You're going to have to remind me, honey. I didn't look at my phone before I dialed it. <laughs> if you were drawing less than 150 people paid, what's the point? Exactly. If, yeah. if, you, can't, if you can't draw more than 150 to your shows, and let me tell you, the, shows, the indie shows that I like to go to, they resonate way more than 150. They're doing anywhere between two and three. And then I mean, these are small English shows, like they smash, or Death Proof, or Greek Town Wrestling. You know, here in Toronto, we've got quite an epic, an epic choice for Greek Wrestling. As a matter of fact, um, I'm at a celebration in life, and it's at one of the venues that <laughs> for some wrestling that, that is in this town. So, yeah. Well, you can't beat that. At least you know where it is. Yeah. At least I know where but it I've is. Gone, yeah, I've gone over the numbers with Katie. I've told her what it takes to put on a successful show. The magic exactly. number is 300. The magic yeah. number is 300. Yeah, At 300, you're making money. Well, because when, when, I, when, I, went, when I went and saw Greek Town, no, no word of a lie, they, they, had a good, they had a good 150 seated, and then they had another 75 to 90 is standing room only, you know, and um, your general admission and standing was 25. Excuse me, I'm burpee. Um, and then your <laughs> VIP, like I like to pay, was 90 bucks. No, it wasn't, was it? No, it was 40 bucks. It was 90 bucks because I went to meet Ricky the Dragon Steam so, Steamboat. So, yeah, that's what she's dragging. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I need a cookie. Uh, <laughs> You yeah, do but need I mean, a yeah, your 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 VIP is usually forty bucks, and your and your standing and and your general admission is twenty five. 
So your first three rows will be VIP and then the rest GA. And it works. It works here. Big draw, yeah. huge yeah. draw. Asses in seats every fucking night. You can't, I mean, but if you're not promoting it right. I can, I can right. go grab Bernadette. I can go grab Bernadette right now and she's here. <laughs> yeah, she's over there. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie! Bernie! Yeah. She'll be like, what, bitch? <laughs> but she knows the numbers. Uh, she's going over them with you. And yeah. you can't, yeah. if you're drawing less than 150 people paid at $10 a pop, which is 1500 bucks brought in off the gate, if you're yeah. not doing that, what's the fucking point? Because it's if you, what do you, even at 150 what do you got, people. Ham and eggers? Jesus, if you if you if you can't get at least 150 people, and when you got a bunch of ham and eggers in in, in your ring, like seriously, <laughs> like you got nothing, you got no draw, no nothing, you know, like you have a good fucking product, or else you're not gonna get your draw. And I mean, these people are sitting there going, "Oh, we got 30 people." <laughs> yeah, we're the greatest. Look at us. Look at us. You want to be like this? Who wants to touch me? You know. Like, no. <laughs> I don't want to touch you. Fuck you. I don't know where you've been. <laughs> uh, he came in off the local porter potty. Yeah. Okay. Tell you what. I'll be back. I'll be back in about a half an hour or so. Okay. 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 I'll sneak back out. I'll sneak back out. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Love you. Thank you, Katie. Love you. Bye. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's our topic uh, for the night, JB, and I don't know what your draw is, and I'm not being a judgmental asshole, but I think that if you're not drawing 150 people paid, that you're wasting your money. You're you're spinning your wheels. It's no longer a business. It's an expensive hobby, and there are so many promoters out there that don't care if they lose money, and I'm like, wait a minute. No, there, there's something wrong with that. If you're in this business yeah. to lose money... I want to sign up yeah. where you're signing up because I want your backer. Because if your backer's yeah. on board, they'll lose a shit ton of money. Now, the only reason that my backers lost a shit ton of money was because we were starting out. But they knew starting yeah. out, that's what was going to happen. Because technically, as a new business, you're going to be losing money for the first year. There are other companies that didn't do that because they had the overhead to make sure that yeah, uh, there are some exceptions to that rule, but not a lot. We have promotions here in Illinois that think drawing 30 people is the greatest thing since sliced bread. No, it's uh, not. It's the 30 people, no, it's not. I mean, if you step it, you know, because I had, um, like, a lot of people and one of my friends um, – had, I had this guy named Finn, and everybody loved him, and they said, well, we will come. I could have had a whole lot of people, but they make an excuse. So I, I, I had a feeling that somebody tell them not to come or whatever. Right. But I want to thank, thank the people that, that did show because, you know, I had, a, and th- I had this one fan. I, I'm going to bring 10 people, but he going to text me and say, um, my daughter was in the accident. Why would you say? Why would you say, say if you didn't want to come? I, I mean, I can't say, say it was true or not. I don't know. But I'm saying is, if you're gonna come, be honest. If you, I mean, I can understand is 
is if you say you're coming and then you have to be called in to work. You're not right. I can understand that. But don't don't sit and say that either your daughter or somebody's been in an accident uh, about a, about maybe two hours before the church start. Because you know if you step in line and say somebody's in an accident, trust it is going to come true. So don't sit and say or your daughter or your family member been in the accident because if they really not, it's going to really, really gonna come true one day. And you're going to wish you had you had not said that. So, Absolutely. You know, but, so I mean, I, well, and the other yeah, thing yeah. is this. I've had, I've had issues <coughs> in the past with reserving tickets because people don't show up and, and claim their reserved tickets. So you're expecting all of this yeah. money and reserves tickets, and it doesn't come. I said, screw it. Well, if they can't buy their ticket, if they can't buy their ticket online, if they can't buy their ticket yeah. at one of my pre-sale locations, or if they can't buy it at the door, they don't need to buy it because I'm not saving tickets yeah. anymore. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. It's a waste of time well, okay, if I don't have all those people show. Yeah, yeah, because I, because I don't, I don't, you know, people like. Well, you got tickets, you know, because you know something. I'm not. I'm gonna tell you first. I don't do tickets because number one is, what happened that if I had to step in, like I did last, I think it was like in April. I'm I'm not gonna say that sell them tickets and then what happened in April that he didn't bring the ring and then I have to give the money back. I'm not right. doing that. So I'm not because anything can happen. You know, anything can happen, but I don't, okay, you come, if you want to come, you buy, you get the tickets there, so, and then if I give some tickets, guess what, if you don't show up, I'm not getting your money back. So that, 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 that's why I don't like selling tickets. I say, y'all come, if you want to come, then y'all come, then, like I said, you know, it's still like, well, um, uh, I'm not going to be able to come, I need, I get my money back, and you, and I did it one time. I said no. You bought the ticket, said you're you're not getting your money back. Said it says no refund. Guess what? And I said, well, I'm gonna stop doing that. I'm gonna stop doing that. So I, and I, and I ain't been doing that. And, no, I said you can get the tickets when you come out the door. Because I'm not refunding no money or nothing like that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just that's just me. Because you, you know, because anything can happen. So you know. But that is me. I mean, and that's just it. Okay, JB, we're going to take our song break right now. So all you've got to do is hang up and call right back. And we'll be back in about four to five minutes. You are listening to Wrestling Authority Radio live on the Evolution Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more with JB Brown and myself.
Are you a fair or festival organizer? If you're thinking of adding professional wrestling to your event, it takes more than just a $5,000 ring. It takes credible talent with years of training, skill, and experience. It takes quality production values. It takes credible promoters with knowledge of the independent scene, the resources to set up entertaining cars, and how to get fans in the door. Bring in just anyone without vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The so-called talent may have no training, no ring gear, aren't family friendly, and some may even have a lengthy rap sheet. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the Nosebleed Seats. You can contact us on Facebook for more information. This is Fred Ottman, and you've been listening to the Graveyard Radio Network. This is a hardcore hippie, Electric Eric Freedom, and you're listening to the Graveyard Radio Network. Peace and love, baby. Peace and love. This is ECW Original, C.W. Anderson. You're listening to PWR Slam on the Graveyard Radio Network. The reason I listen to that is because I'm an Anderson. Thank you, C.W. and Eric Freedom and Fred Ottman for that. Uh, those I thought were recorded differently, but uh, they're older. We need to get some new ones. Um... We are in hour two here live inside the ER. It is Wrestling Authority Radio Live. It is our 4th of July spectacular. Um, I'm going to take a moment to talk about how I got started in all of this and how PWR uh, came about. And I'll probably give this speech again uh, on anniversary, but... I have actually now been broadcasting four or five years. Um, I started with Pro Wrestling Roundtable um, on another network, and I don't know kind of what happened with that. Um, It kind of fizzled quickly. Uh, My brother had the idea to take PWR and re-transform it into PWR Slam, which became a flagship show on the Graveyard Radio Network, Back to Basics Radio Network, um, I believe Evolution Radio Network, which is what we're on now, um, 2D Sports Radio Network, Prosperity Wrestling Radio Network, um, yeah, just so many networks over the years um it was made a decision in 2017 uh in september after some mishaps personally that i had to go ahead and rebrand the show uh and we came back on evolution radio network which is the network that um we all own together And the thing about it is this. Uh, I thought that uh, the new name was great. I thought it made sense. And um, 
it's an acronym that stands for something. Where PWR Slam did stand for something, but um, it had it had taken some hits. So Wrestling Authority Radio was born uh, in PWR's place. We remember the legacy of PWR and uh, move forward with that. Uh, and that is our anniversary date in October is PWR Slam. Um, I believe it was started in October of 2013. Um, and I originally started doing the podcast myself and then I added in Steve Kane and eventually we added in Katie because we felt that we needed a female co-host and she was pretty much calling in all the time anyway. So uh, she got really excited to be a host and she's been with us ever since. And it's just been a long ride um, that's going to continue for many, many, many years to come. Um, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. There are new wrestlers that come into the business every day. Um, some of them legit and some of them not so legit. We're going to try to book the legit ones, I promise. Um, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that we need to get in contact with when Steve gets back because there's a lot of hot talents out on the independents that we have not talked to. And I think it will be great to talk to them and continue to learn about the business and uh, where these people are going. Um, I think it's great. All right. I'm waiting for JB to call back in. And I guess I'll go ahead and do this now. Um, I don't know if anybody else is going to call in or not. Do want to remind folks again, Wrestling for a Cure this Saturday in Springfield at the fairgrounds, benefiting St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. You definitely want to be a part of that. All right. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. talked about the training of the blind leading 
people that were blindly trained now training people and it's being a vicious cycle. Um, I don't know, JB, if you've got this up by you, but I am so sick and tired of wrestlers that should have never been allowed to grace the ring coming and gracing a ring and then turning around and training people. Like you, you, that just that's not the way that it works. No, no. I had, if people I had were go ahead. I'll go ahead. No, go uh, ahead, I honey. I had a guy that it was. Um, I had a guy that was a security for me, and then he was like trained, and I had like the two guys that was rushed for me, and and they, he said the guy that the other guy was like, no, I wouldn't train him. I mean, I wouldn't let him in the ring, and and he told me not to. And I said, you know. I said, well, let me see the video. He cannot do bumps or flips uh-huh. or anything like that. And I was like, he said, well, if you need me to rouse you, I said, okay. You know, I, I mean, me, once I step and send you a video, you send me a video, and if I think you're not properly trained or you're not, you, you don't know how to rouse you, and you just want to get in the range just to get in the ring. Um, sorry. I mean, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but I can't use it. But I will tell guys that, hey, let me see your video. Right. And, and, I, and, I go to, and I go to the shows, and I hear people talk, why, why is she, she's a promoter, why is she going to other, other um, promoter shows? Me? I'm, I'm allowed to do that. Just because I'm not hating on any promoters, not like that. But if I'm going to see another show, I want to see you either. You see the video. I might, depends how good you are. I might ask you, you know, to come work with me or something like that. But if you want to set up and, you know, you haven't been trained properly and you just want to get in the ring with me, get in the ring. And I, I, mean, I tell guys I don't want you to be safe or whatever. I don't want you guys to get in. I had a um, a guy that wrestled for me, and he was wrestling for uh, Uncle Jimmy. And the guy stepped up and, and uh, had him on board, board and kind of just like hit his shoulder. And I went, jumped out of the uh, the front row seat, the go seat to see how he was doing. And he was keep on pulling on his arm until he got popped that on. So he did that on purpose. And I was trying to pop it in, but you can't step and do that. But guys, you know, coming off me, I mean, I've seen their videos. Oh, I've been trained by Jimmy Valiant. I've been trained by this person. And I kind of look. Well, I mean, you said you've been trained by Jimmy Valiant. Um, the way you wrestling, I know Mr. Jimmy is not going to set up. And, I mean, to do that. I mean, sorry, right. but. I mean, I had I had guys to set up. I've been trained by Jimmy Valley. Okay, I've been trained. Well, I'm old school, and today was 29 years for me today. But you, but I see the video. But and I, I and I have still haven't gotten get in contact with with, with Jimmy Valley because you sent up saying that you trained by Jimmy. But if you sent up train uh, wrestling, I, I don't want you getting hurt. Don't don't even know what's going. So I'm not going to be right. responsible. But, but like I say, accident do happen. 
but if you're if you if you don't know how to rain, you're not trying. If you're not trained properly, I, I don't I don't need you. I mean, I don't want to be mean or rude. I I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, especially in your state where you've got licenses. I mean, my my yeah. goodness. Let's let's yeah. give the guy let's give the guy that's had eight strokes the shot to wrestle in a ring. Because that sounds like a great idea. If the guy's had one stroke, he doesn't belong in the ring, let alone eight. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's just. I mean, I I mean, if if I'm if I'm saying if mistakes, if you don't if you don't have to do a certain move right, and you're getting hurt, then I, I mean, I got to see video. And then, and before the show starts, you can come and show me what you're working with. Then maybe next time when I have the show, then you can wrestle. But if, you, if I think you're not doing and detecting yourself and the guy you wrestle, then I can't, I can't do that. Right. Because there's too many guys that want to go into wrestling that think, oh, I'm going to hurt my opponent and I'm going to whip some ass tonight. No, that's not what yeah. it's about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've got way too many of these hardcore wannabes out there that think it's okay to put each other through flaming tables and all of this other stupidity that comes along. And it's like, no, you couldn't originate it the way Funk and Sabu could. You couldn't originate it the way that Funk and others could. You know, stop, stop what you're doing. Because... I'm I'm sick and tired of seeing all these guys that can't work that just work hardcore and they can't work a way out of their paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything yeah. against good hardcore wrestling, but it's got to be good. There's got to be a purpose behind it. I don't like blood for the sake of blood. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a little. There's I'm a promotion here. There's a promotion here in. There's a promotion here in Illinois that we talked about before that's running the strip club, and they are now running their second advertised AWA title match. How they're doing this from beyond the grave, I don't know, because the AWA is dead. The promoter's excuse is he's an AWA senior official. Okay, but the AWA is dead. So you're a senior official of a company that's dead. Congratulations. That doesn't give you any authority to book AWA title matches. Yeah. Yeah. AWA is owned by Vince McMahon. It has been for many years. It will continue to be. And whatever you're doing your claim to fame is is not going to work. But then again, you're only drawing like 40 to 50 people, so what the hell does it really matter anyway? Uh, it just, I don't understand why people think that it's a good idea to continue doing shows when we're drawing 50 people or 30 people. Hell, if you can't draw... <laughs> I saw a promotion that did a free show that couldn't even draw 300 at a free show. Free show! Can't draw 300. Wow. 
There's uh, something very, very wrong with that equation. Um, If you're doing a free event, I've seen free events up where I live draw upwards of 2,000 people. Um, It can be done, but (laughs) if you're drawing, you know, outside and you're drawing those numbers, what's the point? What's, what is the point? Is it to stroke your own ego? Cause that's probably what it is. I wouldn't do it. And I know when to stop the bleeding. Why do you think my company is not active right now? I'm on hiatus to get everything back in order. And when I do, things are going to be a hell of a lot different. Excuse me. Yeah. So that's the way that that's gonna that's the way that that works. Um, yeah. Because that's just the way it goes. But there's I, yeah. I take great gratification in watching other people attempt and fail miserably. Um, yeah. I believe it does leave a stain on the business, but what can you do about it? You can't. You can't, uh, what is this shit? Sorry. Uh, you can't, uh, you can't govern everything, but, uh, you have to keep your eyes on what's going on in your own product. Because if you can't do that, then I, I, I don't understand why some people are so thrilled at 30 people. I would be pulling my hair out. Yeah. Because you you're not making money, you're losing a shit ton of money, and I don't do low quality cards. So I think anybody that does low quality cards isn't doing wrestling, they're doing some watered down version of wrestling and don't wouldn't know what real wrestling was if it hit them in the face. Um, I believe in booking quality talent over quantity talent. And what I mean by that is I can book $20 million, $20 guys all day. That doesn't mean that they're going to come in and make me money and, and become big stars and really become something special. I mean, it's, it's just not the way it works. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about wrestling figures here for a moment because there's some good ones that are coming out uh, on pre-order on Ringside Collectibles. They are some good friends of ours. All right, pre-orders. Ooh, we have a B. Brian Kendrick figure um, that looks pretty sweet. Got him with the flag. Um, I don't know if anybody's got into these, but I have these uh, WWE retro figures that are done by Mattel. They're like the little figures that they used to make. Um, They've got a lot of them. Finn Balor and uh, The New Day and Wolf Pack, which is awesome, takes me back. Um, 
Let's see. There's going to be a Hulk Hogan. There's going to be uh, Rock coming out. And the Rock is uh, looks good. I mean, these are some awesome figures that they didn't even have when I was growing up. Uh, that I'm a little bit jealous of. Uh, there is Milkomania that is coming. Skirt Angle, Stone Cold, and Stephanie McMahon with the milk truck. Uh, I guess this is just the cardboard milk truck. Looks like a real milk truck on this side, but I guess it's not. Um, cheap bastards. Anyway... It's it's got the milk and the milk hose and the cooler of milk, so that's a cool little set. Um, there's new wrestling rings coming out. Uh, they've gotten really really good with these over the years. Um, because back in the day, some of these sucked. These now are in really good shape. It is the WWE SmackDown Elite Scale Ring. It lights up. Comes with Jinder Mahal and the announcer's table. Um, I don't know what else. I think that's it. And it is $99 on wrestling ringside collectibles. Um, if you're a figure collector, I'm going to tell you something. Don't be stupid like I am. If you've got kids that want to play with these, buy an extra set because some of this stuff ends up being worth a shit ton of money, especially if you can find a misprint. Misprints are always worth money. Uh, there is a Kamala figure out there that is over worth over twenty grand because it's a misprint. Um, you know, you you gotta you gotta uh, if you collect those, you gotta know what you're doing. Uh, the other thing that is cool to collect: the Young Bucks now have their own own Funko Pop vinyl figures that you can get exclusively at Hot Topic and those are beautiful little figures um, I would keep them in the package because they're going to be worth some money someday and you know there's there's so much memorabilia that is out there that is getting uh, sold and resold um, it's, it's great uh, I've seen some classic title belts go up for sale. If you are into that, you know, there's some good ones out there that aren't fake. You can still find ring-used title belts. Um, and, you know, some of the classic ones look really cool. I was a fan of some of the WCW ones that came across um, because those looked really pretty. Vince had some nice belts in the day, too, but um, 
I was a fan of the WCW belt. They just they they had an aura to them. Like the WCW heavyweight title, the one that Vader had was awesome. Because it had a picture of the world on it and it said world heavyweight champion. And I'm not talking about the big gold belt that they had in later years. I'm talking about the one in the early 90s that they had, that Vader had, that was all colorful and I think made by Reggie Parks. Or not Reggie Parks, uh, Dave Milken. So, you know, those were some fantastic belts. Um, And those aren't cheap belts. Anybody that knows anything about uh, some of the belts that circulated through the Midwest here knows that there was a lot of money spent on some belts um, because they had the access to do that. You know, uh, if you have over $1,000 to spend on a custom belt, more power to you. I don't work with that kind of budget and would love to have that kind of budget to spend on a belt, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit too much. Oh, I'm... uh, There was a belt that was brought into my company in the early stages that was over two grand. And I'm like, yeah, somebody's got to watch this with their life. Because if something happens to this, I'm getting my ass chewed. And I don't need that. I I just... I mean, it's it's not... It would not be worth it to me to be uh, getting my ass shoot over a belt that's not even mine because of how much intricacy and artwork and fine detail was done to the damn thing. I mean, these are handmade belts. They're not factory-manufactured replicas or reprints. They were custom-made. They were handmade. Somebody took a lot of time to design that and work on it, and... Yeah. I mean, there's belts out there that are beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but there there are some belts out there that are cheaper that look just as good, and serve yeah. just the yeah. right purpose. Um, yeah. You know, if you've got a belt maker that can make you cheap belts, great. But I don't I don't think I have that kind of budget, and you know, if I were to do it, it would only be the main title. It wouldn't be every yeah. every belt. It would only be the main belt, and that thing would go home with me and nobody else. Yeah, that that's, let, that's the way I do. That's the, that's what I do. Yeah. The, let me take that belt, belt and defend it somewhere else. No, I know what you're gonna do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not in this lifetime. You're not gonna get it. So no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you can win and then, do whatever you well, No, you can't I, have it because then, then they then they probably end up selling it or do something to it. So absolutely, absolutely. Let me throw it in the trash at your rival competition's company. No, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you got to think about stuff like that, and nobody does. Yeah. And, Oh, go ahead and take yeah. the belt home. No. Yeah. 
If you have a title defense, yeah. I will meet you where you have the title defense, and I will supply the belt yeah. at that time. And then it will yeah. turn around and go back home with me, but that's that's about it, because yeah. I'm not a big fan of having my belt defended on other people's shows. Because if that show no. flops and you have your belt defended on it, then yeah, it's a bad, bad reflection of your company as well. So I, yeah. I, I just don't understand why people think, oh, it's a big thing to have my company's belt defended at another company. Not unless you've got like T V or something. I saw some I saw the funniest thing today. There's a guy that is a TV champion of a company that doesn't even have television. It wow. doesn't work like that. <laughs> I don't wow. I, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I could I could see yeah, it that- if you have a YouTube I could see it if you have just the YouTube of you being the the not the YouTube champion, because they'd come after you for something like that, but the the internet champion or something like that. Um, I mean, some people just don't have common sense, and there's so many people in the wrestling business that lack common sense right now, it's not even funny. Um, I, I, I don't think that it's fair that um, everybody can buy gear and claim to be a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's not uh, the way it works. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh. Now, when is your yeah. next show, JB? Uh, uh, maybe sometime this month or or in August. I'm supposed to get him a 30-day notice, so it's probably between July and August. Nice. Well, it might, it might, it might be in August because I'm going out of town this month, so it'll probably be August. Well, there you have it. Uh, there is one that I saw that is coming to Waynesboro. I don't know if that's anywhere close to where you run. Yeah, uh, no, I know the guy that, uh, that, that runs it. I mean, like I was saying earlier, maybe once a year, um, he, <laughs> he had like, uh, um, he had like Rick Flair and the Four Horsemen, um, uh, I think, uh, in February, he had, uh, Four Horsemen, and um, he had some big names. He had like Lex but you know, he had Royal Hawk. I mean, uh, I mean Animal, and that's a lot of money. You know, <laughs> got like a lot of sponsors that have that. And heck, he has a good crowd. I mean, I'm not saying nothing bad about that, but you know, but I know he got uh, sponsors and stuff like that. And, and you know, that's the one of the errands that I said mentioned earlier, but Aaron's so, um, but um, he's a he's a good good, uh, good guy. His name is uh, Marvin Ward. So he's a great guy. Everything, you know. But he's one to have to go either once or twice a year. Huh. That's uh, that's not the way to do it. I mean, uh, once a month or every six weeks. Yeah. 
Uh, so he has it. He brings he brings a guy, and he's making you know, um, um, he's making. Um, I mean, like I say, he he's charging uh, fifty dollars or seventy five dollars, or I mean, I think it's like a hundred and twenty five dollars for ringside seat. And uh, for I guess the first uh, first row, uh, first row seats, ringside seats, is one hundred and twenty five dollars. And then like the third, the fourth is like fifty or sixty dollars, and the feature is like thirty five or forty dollars, something like that. So he has a show. They want to hear, and he started back up. Uh, last year in five years right but but you know he got a lot of sponsors but i mean the guys he has i know he got to pay them i think uh the four horsemen uh they have to come together and i think he had to pay for them i think it's thirty five thousand. wow for them to come out and then i think rick flair alone I think it's fifteen thousand. That's insane. I I don't know, you know how people I I don't know why people spend that kind of money on a name. I really don't. I mean it does it, it doesn't make sense to me to spend that kind of money on and then do it in a venue yeah. that that can't even seat like five to six hundred. What's the point? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, cause they, cause they, cause um, I think they hold a thousand, a thousand people in the gym at the huh. Waynesboro High School. So, right. You know, it's, I mean, if if I, I mean, if I had that kind of money, I mean, I wouldn't charge. For, for, I mean, I wouldn't charge for the ringside a hundred and twenty-five dollars for the first two ring ringside seat, and then like maybe seventy-five for the second, something like that, but. But you get to pay them roughly. I mean, because I know um, this has been before um, Royal Warrior Hall passed away. Um, it had his East Side Speedway. And he didn't pay Hawk. And I know Hawk grabbed him around his throat and left him up and tell him to give my money before I leave. He was to see his house to be his. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I let, I mean, you got to if you if you have if you bring guys in and see that and that's why the, the people's like, well, JB, uh, can you? I said no, I don't have that kind of money to to, to step and do that. I just I can't do that. And if I'm only one that's putting out money, I can't do that. I can't. I cannot do that. Then uh, the Rock and Roll Express, and I talked to Ricky. I said, "Well, how much, you know, you and Ricky, uh, you and Robert will charge him?" He said, five hundred dollars a piece. Then you had to send us two hundred fifty dollars uh, up front, and then get us a rental car. I said, oh, "Oh no, that's okay. Thank you anyway. No, if I'm giving you that kind of money, I'm not responsible." For your traveling fee, or get your rental car, or nothing like that. If you want that, I mean, I can, but 
I'm saying this. It's not my place. I is not my responsibility. If you send up what that kind of money, I is not my responsibility to get your hotels, buy your rental cars or nothing like that. It's not my responsibility. If you want that kind of money, I can't do it. You know, and and then I, I had another uh, I think city loan. I was asking him one time, and I think he wants eight hundred dollars because he wants a motel and to give him that kind of money and then pay for his motel and then travel and out. I said, I can't do it. Can't do it. And plus, plus flying you in too. Can't do it. And then he was like, well, if you get, no, I cannot. I'm not, I mean, I can't do it. I mean, if I had the money, I couldn't do that. I mean, I mean, I, this is me. I can't speak for, for other promoters. If they can bring in the four horsemen and they do, and plus, they're not even wrestling. You think I'm gonna pay that kind of money if he's not wrestling at all? Uh, I can't do that. I just can't step in and pay that kind of money and for you to step in and make a personal appearance. I just right. can't do it. I mean, like I say, I'm not with a man. You know, people want to want wrestle. I want this. Okay, do you have the money to, to, for them to come to, to, to come in? I don't have that. Sorry. I mean, I can. Especially the the money. I mean, I'm making money, but I got to start, make money for myself. I've got to pay for rent, uh, rent in the ring, and then pay my guys. Then, then, then I have some money that I'm making. I can't step and do that. I mean, I know you. I hear people say. Well, to make money, you got to spend money. Yeah, that's true. But if you don't got money to step and do that, then and everything's everything's on you. You can't step and do that. So, I mean, can't do it. You know, I mean, if you got that kind of money forward to get get them, I mean, I would love to have them, but I just can't step in and give them that kind of money. Then buy them a. a they don't want no cheap motel. They want a expensive motel and uh, a rent a car and then plus by, by no, I'm not doing that. I just, anybody else, any other promoter can do that, but I just can't do that. You know, right. I just can't do it. So. That's the way I am it. too. I mean, tight budget. I don't like to fly people yeah. in. It gets expensive. No. Yeah, I mean, you you can't separate do. I mean, I mean, I this is my personal opinion. If a wrestler wants that kind of money, then then guess what? You can set up and you know spend what you need to do. I mean, for a round trip ticket and all this because you getting you getting uh, first back for what you pay. But if like to say, if, if I separate did that. Pay for everything, haul them in, and stuff like that. What they're asking for, and plus that, and then, then you'll probably spend another uh, uh, two or three thousand dollars and stuff like that. So I, I mean, you know, like uh, what's that guy's name that wrestled? Um, uh, got fired. Um, Enzo. I think he wants seven thousand dollars. Yep. Uh, to, uh, uh, okay. You, you, anybody <laughs> a fool and a jackass to pay him that any promoter 
be a dumbass jackass as J.B. Brown's not going to step and pay him that kind of money. <laughs> Sorry, I won't, but, you know, I, I just, if if the promoters got money like that, that, that set up more and do that, go right ahead, get more power to you. More power to you. <laughs> I, I so, feel the know. same way because I wouldn't pay <laughs> that. No. I could no. I, I could I could do a whole big 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 show with a lot of legends for that. Oh my. Yeah. And it yeah and and uh and I think uh one of the wrestlers the, the legends um uh, that that don't even charge that much. I, don't, I mean not far as I know they don't charge no 7000. I can I can get maybe uh, one of the guys that uh, that uh, I can get get in for that's that. Like, you know, but right. But if you can't afford that to, to do that, but you know, and it's by, well, that's know, just it. I, I just don't want the, I just don't want that responsibility because you know I don't want that you know to sit up and get a wrestler that that I'm not going to be able. To set up and and for to pay that raffle. I mean, if they wanted twenty five hundred dollars, I said I can't do that. And then plus, you want this, that, and whatever. I said I can't do it. But I had a guy, not to change the subject. I had a wrestler uh, who was coming in, and uh, it was snowing and uh, black ice on the road, and I had to cancel the show because. Um, I didn't want the guys to come out because the road's bad, and I don't want them to get in an accident just to come to a show to wrestle for 10 or 15 minutes. And I said, you know, and the road was bad. And then he got upset. He got upset with me. Well, uh, I'm not going to come to your show. You, you mean, I want $40 for a wrestling license. You pay for that. Then you're going to pay for my traveling. And you know, and most I said, and I said, no, I'm not because, you know, I hate being. He was being a smart. I said, well, you're not worth it. You're not worth it. I said, you're not even worth. What you said, well, I want seventy dollars. Then you have to pay for my reimbursement gas and motel. You have to pay for my restaurant. And I told him straight up. I said, listen, I'm not responsible for any restaurant for restaurant. You know that. You're supposed to have a wrestling when you come to a junior wrestling. You you know this, so it ain't my responsibility to pay for your wrestling. Absolutely it's not. not. My responsibility. So if you if and I said uh well if you want to wrestle then you go to West Virginia, then you don't have to worry about having a wrestling license or not like that. But I'm not. That's not my responsibility. Just because I'm a female, don't think you'll get over me. I mean, I might be born yesterday, but I wasn't born last night. So, you know what I'm Right. Saying? Right. You know, I'm not stupid. Yeah. You know, I'm going to let you think I'm stupid and dumb, but I'm not. So I'm, I'm going to and think that. But, you know, but he's like, I said, okay. I wasn't rude or, or disrespectful. Not like I, I just told him I had to tell him. I told him I wouldn't want to. I mean, I told him. He won like seventy dollars. I said, "Well, first of all, you're not worth seventy dollars, and you and I'm not paying you seventy dollars, and I'm not responsible." And then I had like a, a couple people come, JB, you're not responsible for his wrestling license. And it's not your, and it don't feel bad because he had to cancel a show 
because of the weather. And I was concerned about the guys. It's not even worth on the show when we know being a car. What I'm saying, being a bad accident because of the road. Right. And I'm still not worried about the show. Right. Okay, I lost, I lost some money, but oh well. I'd rather lose money than set up and have a guy be in an accident or either get seriously hurt or die or whatever. Right. So, you know. I'm the same way. So, that's why I really don't like so, running um, shows in the winter because yeah. it gets too dangerous. So, yeah. All right. Well, that has yeah. been Wrestling Authority Radio for tonight. I'd like to thank JB Brown and Katie for calling in. And we will be back with you on Tuesday night for Rampage Rants, Tuesday Night Turmoil, right back here on the Evolution Radio Network at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, 10 o'clock Eastern. Have a good night and happy 4th, everyone. Enjoy those fireworks. Oh, you too. All right, thank you.